0: Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there are an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real-life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's Word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? I'm so excited you've joined me today, and I've got a special guest. Unfortunately, my beautiful wife, uh, Jade, is not here with us, but I'm telling you what, we've still got a great episode for you. I've got my special guest. I'm going to keep it. Actually, I can't keep it a secret because it's going to be in the title, so I might as well tell you now. It's my friend from Bible School, Nico Reese. And He has got some stories to share with us. Today, we're talking about purpose. Uh, We're going to start a brand new series called Identity Crisis. We're going to be talking about what, why, and how. What am I doing here? Why am I here? And how do I do it? I think this is something that is so common, and it's a Real issue for people because I feel like everybody I talk to is how do I know my purpose? How do I know what I'm called to do? How am I supposed to, you know, identify these things? And uh, we're going to deal with some of these topics as we go through this series. Um, and then at the end of this podcast, I'm going to interview Nico. So I'm going to dig right in and I am stoked. Um, listen, Share this thing if you can. Again, we've got a bunch of other topics. If you're interested in them, listen to some of the older episodes. Share it. Again, Instagram, the stories help us out so much. We're trying to really get this message out. But let's dig into today's topic, which is purpose. The definition for purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists purpose is the reason for your existence. And what's interesting is God created every single one of us for a reason. you have a salute you ha- I love this Miles Monroe and I have a few quotes from him below but uh, he says that every person has been created to solve a problem on this earth. What is your conviction? Because people ask me all the time, how do I know what my purpose is? A lot of times you can start to see the direction of your purpose from your convictions. What are your convictions in life? What makes you angry? What irritates you? I'll never you know, forget uh, reading the story of Nehemiah in the Bible. Nehemiah was the cupbearer for a king, and he was in a foreign land. And somebody brought him a message that his hometown was destroyed and that the walls were broken down and that it was depraved. And it broke Nehemiah's heart to the point where the king realized that this man was struggling. You weren't allowed to even enter the presence of the king with a bad attitude or looking sad or anything like that. And so Nehemiah had such a conviction birthed, And he said, you know what? I want to do something about this. This is my purpose. This is why I exist. And ultimately, Nehemiah did something That most people could not do. I I don't want to give the wrong amount of days, but I think he rebuilt majority of Jerusalem and the, the walls in something wild like 52 days. He did the impossible because purpose propels you to do what nobody else is able to do or willing to do. I've got a quote for you from Miles Monroe. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose purpose is important. Let me ask you, do you have a purpose for your life or are you just aimlessly wandering? And I think it's easy to wander. And even when you ask yourself, well, what is my purpose? A lot of people will give you vision. Vision is not your purpose. Vision is situational. Vision is for a time period. You know, my vision for the next five years. Well, that's not your purpose. That's how you're going to accomplish your purpose. Your purpose is that foundational thing. And, you know, I think, some of the best questions to ask yourself is, you know, what am I here for? What are things that I just see in the world that I cannot live with? And you got to identify these things and you'll start to be able to form an idea and really it's birthed out of a relationship with God. God will reveal that to you as you pray, as you fast. It'll, he'll begin to show you your, your purpose for this earth. And I can tell you right now, my purpose on this earth is to bring millions of people to know Jesus. That is my purpose. It's going to be released in different visions. It's going to be released in different ways. But when you boil everything else down, my purpose for this life, everything I do, everything that is accounted to my life, is to bring millions of people to Jesus. Not, not hundreds of thousands, not tens of thousands, but millions of people. And everything I do is filtered through that purpose. If it's not going to bring value to that, if it's not going to increase that, I'm not going to invest in it um, and continue with it. So let's keep going through. Dr. Miles Monroe, here's another quote. Purpose is when you know and understand what you were born to accomplish. Vision is when you see it in your mind and begin to imagine it. One more quote. The original purpose for a product determines its design Composition, capacity, and potential. Purpose may be defined as original intent or reason for creation. What's interesting is this if you look at John chapter 4, Jesus had a crazy revelation around purpose. And this is what I love. You can see everything that you need in life through the Bible. John chapter 4, his disciples were in the to- near the town of Samaria. His disciples said, listen, we want to go grab some food. We're hungry. We haven't eaten. Uh, we're going to come. Jesus said, that's fine. You guys go. I'm going to stay back. Jesus stayed back and met a woman and began to minister to her. The woman at the well, right? Jesus revealed himself as the Messiah to her. He told her things no stranger could know. Like, you know, this, you have had... uh. Uh, go, woman, go and get your husband. And she turned to him and said, "Well, I don't have a husband. He's and he said, You're right, you've had uh, six husbands, and the guy you're with now, he's not your husband. And she turned to him and said, "I perceive you are a prophet, <laughs> you know, I love it when people experience God, it they say the funniest things ever, but she I perceive you're a prophet. Well, what made you think that, lady? Um, and then he encouraged her. What's so cool is this, Jesus revealed his purpose to her. His purpose was to fulfill the messianic call. So that means he brought the kingdom of heaven to earth. That means he healed the sick. That means he brought salvation. That means he died on the cross. All of these things were all filtered. They were parts of his vision, but to fulfill the purpose that God laid on his heart. The disciples then come back after he's done this. And when he tells the woman this, she goes into town and she um, she begins to tell everybody, this man, he told me everything about my life. You need to come see this man. Then the disciples come out and they come back with the food that they went to go get. And this is John four thirty one. This is what the Bible says. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him saying, Rabbi, eat listen dude we brought you food why don't you eat you've got to be hungry you waited here the whole time we snacked the whole way here you know you haven't eaten a bite why aren't you eating and verse 32 says this but he said to them i have food to eat that you do not know about so the disciples said i love this they always respond in such a natural mindset not saying that we wouldn't respond in the same way but they just didn't pick up what jesus was putting down Has anyone brought him food to eat? So they thought maybe while he was gone, somebody fed him. Jesus said to him, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. You know what he was saying right there? He said, listen, my food, my purpose is to do what God called me to do. My purpose is to fulfill everything and accomplish his work that he set before me. That is my food. That strengthens me, that nourishes me, that keeps me going. The same way that I, you know, eat 3 meals a day and that keeps me moving physically, doing his purpose is what motivated him, kept his passion going. It it literally fueled Jesus to do his purpose and his ministry. And I should challenge you with this. Your purpose should fuel you. It shouldn't be exhausting. It should be a fuel. Um, It's funny. A lot of times when I, I preach, it takes me a while to come back down and calm down because I'm just so amped up from everything going on because that's part of my purpose is, you know, part of the vision to deliver my purpose is to preach the gospel of Jesus. So when I preach, it takes me a while to bring myself back down because literally preaching is food to my spirit man. Just as a steak is nourishment to my body, so is living my purpose to my spirit. So it's important to identify that Jesus, he said, my purpose is my food. It's what motivates me, it's what energizes me, and it's what keeps me focused. But I just want to highlight before I bring my buddy Nico on, there is a difference between purpose and vision. Purpose as defined above is the reason for which something is done or created or which something exists. Vision is not purpose, but how you accomplish that purpose. Vision can be situational or over a time period. It could be positional, you know, uh, a lot of people, they'll start in one position and that'll be a stepping stone or an opportunity to go to the next position and the next position, but all are funneled through the purpose. So just a personal example from my life. My purpose is to bring millions of people to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I started off going to Bible school. That was part of the vision. That was part of my my step-by-step process to to accomplish that purpose. Then I came back and I Uh, Started the young adults ministry. That was part of the vision to fulfill my purpose. Then the vision and promotion came from the Lord, and then we started the campus. And God will continue to give vision at different levels to accomplish that purpose, but each step needs a level of faithfulness and dedication so that God can say, You know, well, you've been faithful a little, now you're being ruler over much I want to challenge you guys purpose is important you were put on this planet for a reason so live that thing out and do it to the best of your abilities so with that being said I'm going to transition into the next part where I'm going to just talk to Nico I'm going to introduce him I'm going to break some things down and and I think it's going to be a good conversation it might bring light and make it a little bit more personal for you so guys, I'm really excited. Um, we've been talking about purpose, but I asked one of my good, good friends from Bible School to join me today. His name is Nico Rees. He is from Finland. He's a local youth pastor. Um, one of my greatest friends of all time from Bible School. So Nico, welcome.
1: Thank you, Chad. I appreciate it to have me here.
0: Um. I was so excited when I—actually, uh, he invite if if you don't know, Nico, give a shameless plug. Wait, your podcast is in Finnish, though, isn't it?
1: Yes, RaceCast.
0: Oh, man. Well, if you know how to speak that's Finnish— That's my last
1: name, and then Cast.
0: If you know how to speak Finnish, I strongly suggest. And for everybody that's listening from Finland, go subscribe, check out Racecast. I can't say it like him because I'm you know basic. But um, uh, <laughs> Connect, he's got a podcast. But he invited me, and he was like, man, you should come on the podcast. And then, as you can tell, my wife's not here. So I had an opportunity. I'm like, Nico, I need you to come on. Let's talk about purpose. Let's talk about Bible school. Let's, Let's do, that. do it. <laughs> so when we start coming into this, I wanted to ask you, number one, what is your purpose?
1: My purpose is to see the lives of the people being changed by the power of god wow that sounds like i practiced it and yes i did <laughs> <laughs> say it one more time my purpose is to see the lives of the people being changed by the power of god
0: what brought you to that decision what um, made was, that your purpose
1: um, that was 2011 uh that was right before uh, i came to bible school my friend invited me to come to revival meetings. Uh, there was a minister from US, and that's that's how it has always kind of been in Finland that nothing happens through the fence, It's always an American or, or someone else coming from another nation who has the power of God. But anyway, so this minister came, and my friend invited me to go to these meetings together with you. And after the worship ended in those meetings, uh, the minister called me up i think that was maybe even the first day or second day of those meetings so after the worship he called me up and two of my friends and he prophesied over us he told us that we had the call of god in our lives and then he laid his hands on us and that was a moment when the fire of god came on me Uh, i felt the ground and i felt like how the joy of the lord hit me i felt like an electricity going through my body Uh, it was something that I had felt before, uh, when I was 13 years old, was the very first time I had been baptized with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I had been praying for that to happen for a very long time. And now it was again, what was happening. And this was 2011. So in that time I was, um, 18 years old, no. Yeah. I was 18 years old. Eighteen. Yeah. I was 18 in that time. And so he prayed for me, prayed for me and the power of God hit me. And as, as I was on the, on the floor, I felt how, um, the, could you say, the sense of eternity came upon me. Mm-hmm. And so, so he, he, you know, he told the ushers to make me, make me to stand up. And so I, I stood up, and then he basically told me that I have the call of God on my life, and he wants to support that calling that I have on my, on my life, and he wants to sponsor me to go to Bible school and so to make a very long story short (laughs) that's kind of how it ended up happening but this is a cool cool story as well so you have to understand chad that these things were not normal for me like i I was from the pentecostal church but those things were not normal in the church it was not normal that people got touched by the holy ghost if people got touched they were adults they were you know no kids were just running around and doing something but you know that was more for the adults there's there's and, a lot of similarities. And the Lord never used fence. Yeah, the Lord there's never a lot of similarities. Fins. There's always though. American preacher who <laughs> had the power of God. And so check this out. So I, I'll let you talk just in a moment. So on on the second day of the meetings, um, we went there, and he called the he called me up, and then he said that whoever wants to be touched by God through this young man come up right now. And so obviously I was quite smacked still still from the earlier day when you know he laid his hands on me and he was like you have a call of God on your life uh, God wants to use you and so now he called me up and and said that uh, whoever wants to be touched by this um, through this young man come on come forward and he will pray for you and then so people came up and he told me to pray for the people and so I did pray for them I mean I prayed for people before you know Mm -hmm. but in my head I was praying like Lord bless this man this sister let you know take care of their family in Jesus name (laughs) Amen you know as he was you know already called me I was praying in the Holy Ghost and I was as I was laying my hands on them um the people started to fall and I literally I freaked out I was like what's going (laughs) on in here and so I had some friends in the service together with me and so uh, there were a bunch of girls as well and so so as as the people were falling I remember my like my friend's like screaming like literally like screaming like I'm not gonna scream now but you understand please don't (laughs) but you know and then I I turned kind of my face away from the crowd and I was like you know I was shocked like I had no clue what, what, what was going on and so I ended up praying for all the people then I ran basically to my seat And then i was like watching my hands like what's going on like yeah like i feel like i feel something in my hands but i don't really understand what is this and so now i was like man i really want to go to bible school like 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 i want to i want to know who this god is and that's really what started a journey in you know in my life and what's so cool
0: nico is that you know purpose is birthed out of conviction Mm. conviction is something that nobody else can give you, nobody else can experience for you. It's birthed out of usually a situation or a scenario. I'm thinking of Nehemiah when he was serving the the king, and he was a cupbearer for the king. And when he was serving in that capacity, somebody told him that his home city was destroyed and that there was no hope for it. And Upon that news and upon that experience, a conviction was birthed in his heart. This is my purpose in life is to reestablish this broken city. It just brings it back to what you, you experienced what you were meant to bring to the world. Your purpose first happened in you so that it could happen through you. Yeah, And that experience and that conviction that's created is important. Because that's the foundation for purpose. So then, all right, we get to uh, Bible school. Um, I meet Nico. <laughs> some <laughs> We've got a few uh, comical stories. Uh, we could tell stories all afternoon, though. Uh, but uh, we came in, and I'm going to let Nico tell his first experience with me because we stayed in the same house, um, and I'll let him take it off from there.
1: I would love to actually hear again how how did you come for the Bible school? Because that's been a a while to, when I last time I heard the story. But anyways, so, yeah, go ahead, go well, ahead. No, no, you go ahead first. Tell me. For me,
0: it was I was a rebellious pastor's kid. Trying to find how to fit find my purpose ultimately, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. drove me back to God. Is everything I did, I was successful in the world's eyes, but it. It just didn't feel valuable. It didn't feel important. It didn't feel like I was making a difference. I actually remember sitting in my buddy's garage, completely drunk, and I looked up at the garage ceiling, and I just thought, there has to be more to life than this. Mm. Um, and from that moment is when I started searching for God, for truth, and I went through a few missions trips, and I had a similar story. I got called out by an evangelist in the service. and um, Different evangelist though. A different evangelist, yep. And uh, he prophesied over my life, laid hands on me. I experienced the power of God for the very first time to my recognition. And I fell on the floor too and, and when I got up, I got up a different person. You know, I, I, I got up changed. I got up with purpose and I knew that I needed to get an education and I prayed about it and talked to some people and ended up in the River Bible Institute in Tampa, you were Florida.
1: White rough diamond.
0: Uh, yeah, I would you call me rough, Nico? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wasn't um, that nice of a person rough. when I, you know, before salvation. So I was still working it out. Um, and then I met Nico, and I got, and who's I from got Finland.
1: Experienced all of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to meet Nico from Finland, and like Finland is a lot like worse than the Northeast. When Nico and I came, there's a lot of similarities from Finland and the Northeast. Like you don't talk to the random stranger walking down the street. Because you don't actually care, you know. You don't talk to the teller at the bank um, because you're not from down south. You're not friendly, you know. You, it's just it's just a totally different culture and climate. And so, Nico, who's you know, Finland's even more extreme. I felt like when I went there, if I even made eye contact with the person ringing me out, like they thought less of me, um, and that I was like somehow inconveniencing their day for smiling at them. Uh, so then so you put both of us that's in a, a good room. setup
1: to make great friends Chad yeah. yeah it was
0: so tell us Nico about yeah. the first time because you remembered this and I didn't
1: yeah this is so funny and so for the very first time uh, Chad came to our house so I started Bible school already in August and Chad came in January so I'm more educated than he is um, <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways so I had a, I had a, another roommate That I had been living, you know, he was living in the house as well uh, from since August, and so Chad was a new guy coming in January. I had no clue who he is. I just knew that a guy named Chad is coming to the house, and so you know, you never know who you know who's gonna be your roommate. And I was supposed to share my room together with Chad, so I had this one roommate share
0: meaning like like we both pay rent and both deserve the same right to live there. All right, continue. Yeah,
1: and so, <laughs> so um, I wanted my another friend, a Brazilian friend, to come, and you know share share the room together with me. But so when Chad came uh, with his mom, like basically the first thing was like, hey, would you would you like to go to live in that other room and not do this room together with me, and you would have to pay seventy five more dollars for rent <laughs> as well. And then Chad like straight away said, No, not interested at all. <laughs> and then I was like, Uh okay. What do I do now? Since this guy does not move, wanna move out from my room, which, you know, was my plan. <laughs> I'm so- not a punk, you know, so
0: <laughs> it didn't really work, did it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you understand that really created a great foundation for, for our friendship um i remember that chad liked me very much in the beginning um i you know cuz i'm uh, i'm from a christian background and you know i used to hang out uh, after the youth night so even in the first year of bible school i came home like 1am 2am 3am and chad is you know just got saved uh on fire believer and i'm like this you know
0: He's this like kid going around hanging out with all the friends and all. And I'm like working out my salvation. I don't even (laughs) like Christians at this point because I used to think they were all fake. And I'm still trying to figure out how to address Christianity. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there like reading my Bible at night. Not really interested in anybody else's life at this moment.
1: (laughs) But I, I think like after half a year, maybe it was already second year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. throughout the summer or second year or maybe even end of the first year you started to like me not like not like in a weird way but you know because no we we became great friends or or then or then uh, what happened that you just didn't want to pay too much for rent so that's why you invited me to come
0: that, well, I mean, that is true. I didn't actually want to. So I signed a lease the next year and I invited him to come stay in the house only because six guys in a two bedroom apartment <laughs> came out to $133 worth of rent a month and we could all afford that fairly well. <laughs> um, but, you know, Bible school was a, a cool time where we both yes, got sir. to kind of grow and. And, and discover the purpose that that was for us and, and set before us. so when you discovered your purpose, you know you experienced mm-hmm. that that then launched you into the vision the next step which would be Bible school for a few years um, yep. but then you know I kind of want you to talk to everybody listening and walk through this process of how to stay focused and motivated, During the preparation time for the fulfillment of your purpose. Because a lot of times we have a a, a big picture that we want to do and that purpose that God has ultimately placed on our heart, but we don't always start there. We don't, you know, it usually takes a little bit. Sometimes we got to do other things that we don't necessarily want to do so that we can, in turn, eventually do what we feel called to. Mm. So, how, through that, talk to us a little bit about your process in the years, you know, through Bible school and then going to the military and then getting hired on as a youth pastor. But how did you
1: keep that focused and motivated purpose hot, you know? That's a good question. Um, Well, obviously, when I was in the Bible school, um, it was quite easy because you were all the time surrounded of the things of God. Uh, Every day they were pumping you up with the Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Holy Ghost was present. God was touching you, revival meetings. So it was very easy um, to be on fire in that kind of atmosphere. And then also when you had great roommates. I remember we had some uh, nights and evenings. we praying together and believing God together. And so I think the Bible school time was actually very easy because especially those first two years when right. um, when we were in Tampa. It's like a and, bubble almost. Yeah. And so mm. that was very easy because every single day they're just teaching the Word, teaching the Word, you're in the service, you're getting filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, you're hanging out with other people who are on fire, who love the Lord with the call of God on their life. So those t- two first years were actually quite easy. And then I actually remember, uh, as a side note, uh, I was one time I was wondering, you know, if I'm going to do anything or fulfill the call of God on my life. And then you said that if you're not going to do do it, I'm going to come and beat you up. What are good friends but- for? You know what I mean? <laughs> like- but anyways, <laughs> I'm going to continue so that yeah. this will not take forever. And so and then I, then I went to Istanbul, Turkey. I was there for a year and I knew I was in the plan of God. I knew that I was in the call of God, but on the same time, that was one of the hardest times I've ever had in my life, because after nine months of internship, uh, my youth pastor left. And so, basically, what ended up happening was me taking over the youth ministry. And when I'm talking about youth ministry in Turkey, that means young adults. Because in in Turkey, you're not even allowed to give a Bible to someone who's under 18 years old, or you will go straight up to jail. So, generally, youth ministry means young adults ministry. Anyways, so I took, you know, I started to lead the young adults ministry in Turkey. And so, and then there were, were some um, even even some people who had been in, in the young adults ministry that were not happy of me leading it and so I was already in a process you know like the youth pastor was my best friend I wanted to be you know with him and hang with him and I you know I remember this one time I was crying out to the Lord the Lord this is not the promotion I want like you are not please Lord don't do this and so you understand that that yeah. wasn't even a nice or comfortable place for me to be at like i didn't even want to be promoted but i got promoted and there were people who w- did not want to meet promote to be promoted either but and, hold on nico yeah.
0: cuz i want to highlight some things cuz obviously not everybody's in ministry it's and true. i want to bring it back to the you know it, whether you're you know working in nursing or whether you're you know in the medical field or you're in business or finance or whatever you're in you know nico you were in the purpose of God, and it yep. was uncomfortable, right? Very
1: uncomfortable.
0: You were having to work hard. Not everybody liked you. But no. you were still in God's purpose.
1: <laughs> I felt like no one liked me. Um, <laughs> I except liked you. The pastor. you except the pastor there, and you know, they believed in me. But, and those were probably the most rough three months I've ever had. Yeah. But I believe that that was also the time that the Lord did the really work in me. And to be very honest with you, Chad, I don't believe that I would be able to do what I do today if I would not have done that three months right. of leadership in Turkey. Right. Even so a lot was, of times it was on just your a short way. time. Yeah. On yeah, your way it, to purpose, though,
0: and, and and when you're fulfilling what God has called you to do, people will not agree with you. People will not mm. see eye to eye. People will reject you. People will you know not like you. Jesus went through all of these things, and you know, his purpose was to essentially fulfill the messianic call. Yeah. So, it's important to know that although it may be difficult, it does not mean you're out of purpose. That's the point
1: I want to make from this. But, Nico, keep going through your story. Yeah, so I, I left Istanbul, Turkey, I came back to home to Finland, and I knew that I have to do uh, military service. Uh, it's compulsory in Finland, something like that. Everyone compulsory. has to do that. Yeah, that word. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to do that, and so I went there. I went to navy, and I became a basically we we call it a conscript deacon. So, so Nico, say that. Uh, say compulsory <laughs> in Finnish. All right. What's the word
0: for compulsory in Finnish? Pakollinen. Yeah. See. Good luck learning that language. All right. Keep
1: going. <laughs> so. So <laughs> where was I? oh so, so I went to military, yeah, and I was I was there for for nine months. and obviously, you know, that was something that I went to do just because I had to do it. And so um, obviously that was very different kind of setup. It was kind of even weird to, you know, I've been in the church day every day, all day, church people, and now I'm in the military. Right. Uh, no one's saved, no one's interested of the things of God and you know now you know I kind of have to push myself uh, to have the relationship together with the Lord and to go after that what the Lord has for me. And I remember when the military time was almost ending, a few months before ending, um, I started to think that you know what do I want to do with my life? This military is ending now. And I remember myself praying, and, you know, I had some options that, you know, I wanted to do. I had some options that, you know, now I can say they were options of Mm -hmm. the flesh. I I wanted to go to the south. I wanted to travel with some evangelists, do some, you know, cool things and great things. And then, you know, I had some opportunities to work with some churches and everything like that. And then I remember as I was praying these things, um, the Lord did not, like, I didn't fully get it in that moment that it was Lord speaking to me that I would work with in River Helsinki, uh, Mm -hmm. with the youth. But that was like a, like a side thought or or thought, you know, a thought that just passed through my head. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I realized that, hey, that was the Lord speaking to me. And so um, in, but in the moments when I was in military, uh, I found out that the personal discipline was the most important thing to keep me on track. And also, it helped me very, very much, uh, because in River Helsinki Church, they used to have the English services very early in the morning, so I was still able to attend the church. And then basically, after the church, I came to my home, cleaned my house, and went back to the military because in finland you kind of got the weekend off from gotcha. the military service not not every weekend but most of the weekends and so every what was the weekend, most i went to church at when i you know got out what was
0: the most difficult thing while you were conscripted to do the military um to remain in purpose what was your greatest you know adversary to remain cuz it's easy to just get focused on things that actually don't have value you know i know people that they would have gone through the same thing they could have seen a career option in the military even if they felt like they were called for the lord and had a purpose like yours and say well you know i can make good money in the military i can you know continue to climb the ranks i can do all these things what is you know what was your greatest uh you know attack or or thing prohibiting you from trying to fulfill
1: your purpose and and keep it hot Mm, that's good um well, I guess the main reason that I went after what the Lord had for me because it ha- it was just so real that I w- I had the call of God on my life and I wanted to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the bottom line. But I think probably the hardest thing was that, you know, no one else was saved. Right. Um, <laughs> that that everyone would Everyone else, you know, everyone else lived in sin. Um, I'm not... You know, even gonna mention the stuff that they do military, but um, teenage boys. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's and, keep you know, going. <laughs> you know, you know, they like that's because their minds, their lives are so consumed by the world. Mm-hmm. And so, so even as a as a believer, you really gotta watch out for your heart and for your eyes and for your mind as well Mm -hmm. that you you know the bible even says that do not be conformed to this world so that but that we keep renewing ourselves with the word of god and so that's what i would say that is the is the hardest um i had a few few times of conversations where people were like mocking faith and mocking christianity and you know that's that's okay i mean like that That wasn't that big of, of of a deal for me, but I think the hardest thing was to live around wickedness mm-hmm. and sinfulness and lustfulness right and to you know and to keep make- sh- and to make sure that I live holy, that I live pure and that I still live for the Lord and I think right. it was also now when you're asking, I think one of the very major things was that I was attending church. Like, whenever I could, right. right, and I, you know, I, I, I was still constantly, I was listening to sermons. Uh, I was, I made Bible reading. I actually made Bible reading plans for myself. That you wow. know, I'm going to read Bible. I'm going to read a lot, and you right. know I di- read different books and yeah. listen so, teachings whenever I had time. That's
0: see, that's important. You you feed what you want to grow, and you starve what you want to die. I think a lot of people they get they lose focus on the priorities. And mm. their purpose, it, it doesn't remain hot because of all the distractions going on. Some people they've just painted a, a sob story for themselves and paint, well, true. it's too difficult. you know, maybe I'll try after the military. No, you were sent there for a purpose. Mm. And the people that you impacted that, uh, you know, while you were there, that's proof if you can remain, you know, in your purpose, which you did, Throughout constant opposition, which was our last uh, uh, episode, no two so episodes ago on our last Stop podcast. But if you can remain stable and in your purpose and fulfilling what God's calling you to do, even with people around you that are against you, I mean, that is the perfect evidence that you were actually called to do that. And what's so cool is this is just the beginning. You know, I know that God has things that is going to continue to develop you in and grow you in, and that purpose to release the power of God to the people is going to be released at greater levels. But the Bible always talks about being faithful with little so you can be made ruler over much. A lot of times, people that will trade their purpose for temporary satisfaction, they don't understand why they're not getting promoted by the Lord. But... Your faithfulness is a direct reflection of your promotion. If you trade out temporary things for that fulfillment, then God can't trust you with what he's truly wanting you to release or he can't give it to you at higher levels. And you know, eventually, I know Nico's going to stand in front of thousands of people, delivering <laughs> that ser- those sermons and de- demonstrating that power and fulfilling that purpose. And they'll be released in different visionary steps throughout his life. And so, you know, Nico, I just think it, it's it's great to hear somebody that number one knows their purpose, knows mm-hmm. their why, right? Because we're we're going to be in this series now, identity crisis. Actually, um, one, one thing came yeah. to my
1: mind. Um, What's that? Because when, when I went to military, I went there actually with a purpose. You know, in RBI, they always tell us to soul win and how to win souls, how to tell people about Jesus. So now I was a soul winner. And so I went to the military service with the mindset that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win souls. Uh, I'm yeah. going to tell people about Jesus. I'm going to shine the light of God demonstrate his power yeah yeah and now as we were talking about it um i realized that that's actually one of the probably big things that kind of kept me also on track in there because i was there with the mindset that hey i'm around people who do not know jesus like i'm Mm -hmm. not here um, just to survive but i have actually something that can help them i have the i have the solution for them and i had some uh, great conversations with people uh, about the things of God but I also got to pray the prayer of salvation with different people and then I you know I prayed for people as well and so I got some great moments uh, with the other people you know young people that were in the military training there together with me and so I think those were I mean that that's a that was one of the big things that actually kept me on track because when i went there that i had a purpose with me i even prayed this one guy uh who's actually um quite known artist here in finland making making music so i i i got to pray together with him and i prayed the prayer salvation with him as well that was basically in the very end of my military service and then i left basically yeah that's awesome you know but you know i was very happy that i got to share the gospel together with him
0: but to break this down, he has purpose, right? He knows that God has called him to do something specific. And in each season of life, you should have a mission. You should have a vision. You know, don't waste time. Don't waste seasons of life saying, well, you know, I, I'll i resume after I've, you know, paid my penance and I've made it to the other side, um, and then I'll try hard. No, have goals, have a mission, have vision for every season of life so that you have something to release your purpose in because that is the expression and the reason you exist. So yeah. don't not exist for your purpose just because the surroundings are different or or they don't seem like they're the best opportunity for you. you know? and, I'm enjoying and Nico, this, Chad. What?
1: I'm enjoying this.
0: Yeah, this is fun man and Nico thanks so much man i i i appreciate you sharing with us I'm, i think your stories and i think your life is a perfect example of staying in purpose um, I love you throughout too. every season and you know i'm i'm gonna tell a story to end off about you just so everybody can you know experience Nico uh, this one time we not not we. Nico, because remember, he went out with all of his friends and did all these things until like 3 a.m. in the morning every night like a crazy person. He went to the beach one time, okay? And it must have been one of those 100-degree days. (laughs) Went to uh, uh, Clearwater Beach, sat on the beach, did not put sunscreen on at all. Like when I say at all, there was no sunscreen.
1: I forgot to take the sunscreen with me and and then the, <laughs> the sunscreen paid like 20 bucks on the street, on, on the beach I guarantee after like, I am after you t- not going to pay for this 20 I bucks guarantee, I guarantee after
0: you hear this story he would have purchased it if he knew how it turned out <laughs> he gets home that night after spending maybe like 6 hours on the beach he is glowing red he's got blisters on his body from literal like i think they must have been a certain degree burns from the sun in that night, we were, in a, we're in a big apartment complex. All of a sudden, we just hear Nico start screaming to the top of his lungs in pain. He is in such pain. And we go and we're like, dude, you got to stop. You're going to wake up all the neighbors. They're going to call the cops on us. So it's going and and, and he won't stop. And eventually we like take a pillow and put it over his head (laughs) to like muffle the screams of pain from this degree burn on his skin. Like, guys, I'm telling you what, it was it looked so painful. I couldn't even imagine how bad it actually hurt. But this man is just losing his mind. All night long until the next morning, uh, when it cooled down a little bit. Do <laughs> you remember re- that, Nico?
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, first, you thought I was joking, yeah, so but then you figured out I wasn't. So, um, then what ended up happening, I was in our living room and the, and the door to our room was open, so I grabbed from the bottom of our door and I just held it as tight as I could, and then I th- i i think you probably even put something into my mouth so that i would not scream i think it was like at like 2 a.m and You're then wild. you start and then you start to bring like ice creams and stuff to my back because it was you know so so itchy and yeah. after the ice creams ran out you know you started to take other vegetables from the freezer yeah, <laughs> and dude. all that kind of stuff this and, then, wild. and then this um wh- one of our roommates. Uh, he put vinegar into it and it didn't help. And so basically, what the guys ended up doing, they gave me some painkillers. And I think you even gave me some uh, melatonin or something so that I will pass out. We're giving them <laughs> so, dr- good drugs to knock this
0: boy yeah. out because he could not handle it. Um, listen, Nico, we're going to end off, but I want you to pray for everybody um, and end off in prayer. All right? Amen. Let's do that.
1: Uh, Father, we thank you for every single listener wherever they are. Lord, we are praying that they will fulfill the call of God in their lives and that they will fulfill the purpose that you have for them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are praying for all of those who have been sidetracked or who do not know what what is their purpose in life. Lord, we pray that you will show them your plan, your vision, and your great purpose for them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we declare that they will fulfill it and they will do it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your plan is good, your purpose is good. Lord, we thank you that you are always for us. You will never leave us nor forsake us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we glorify you and Lord, we thank you that the best is yet to come in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.